This fall, we'll be exploring different facets of our commitment to Christian faith and practice. In our current world, an alive and active faith is not assumed. There are culture-wide shifts in institutional trust, religious participation, knowledge, and practice. In fact, a recent Gallup poll finds that the percentage of Americans who report belonging to a church, a synagogue, or a mosque is at an all-time low. What's more, whether we have belonged to church community our whole lives or are brand new to a life of faith, we might not regularly stop and think about our reasons for belief, belonging, and practice. These shifts in religious landscape provides us the opportunity to re-examine our basis for faith and spiritual practice and to find new and redemptive ways for living. Each week on the podcast, we will explore some of the biblical and theological roots of questions related to who we are as Christian followers. Why church? Why study? Why Jesus? Why gather? Why serve? Why care? Why worship? Why give? We invite you to listen, to reflect, and to join the conversation. On this week of our podcast, week three, we are taking a look at worship and why that is important, why it's uh, key in our lives to have time apart to focus on God. Hi, I'm Mark Brainerd. I'm pastor for Congregational Care and Administration here at Preston Hollow Presbyterian Church. And this week we are taking a look at the gospel according to Matthew chapter 14, verses 1 through 23. As we take a look at this passage, what Uh, what do we see? In this passage of scripture, we see that Jesus needs time apart from the world and its demands. Its demands to worship and to pray and simply to be with his father. And Jesus knows this. He goes in a boat to a deserted place by himself. Later, he goes up the mountain by himself to pray. We enter the story of John the Baptist's demise. Herod was angry with John so much so that he had John bound and imprisoned for speaking out against Herod's relationship with his brother Philip's wife, Herodias. This sounds a bit like an episode of The Real Housewives of Galilee, if there were such a thing. Herod did not appreciate being called out by John for illegally divorcing his previous wife, then seducing and marrying his brother's wife. He wanted John to suffer, even to die. But Herod was mindful of the crowds who respected John and regarded him as a prophet. It was not until Herod was challenged by Herodias' daughter that he made the decision to end John's life by having him beheaded, his head being presented on a platter. Upon hearing of this, Jesus went away to be alone. Although by this time both the religious and political leaders were at odds with Jesus, Crowds of people remained enamored by him. They went to great lengths to seek him and to follow after him. So despite his efforts to go off alone, the multitudes followed. He noticed them and had compassion. They were demanding of what he could give, and he gave willingly, healing and praying. He taught them. He was present with them. He fed them. The compassion Jesus felt stirred his spirit. It reached to the core of his being, and it prompted him to want to feed the multitudes by guiding the disciples to make it happen alongside him. He knew this to be God's intention, and so the miracle flowed through him and through those around him. People were satisfied, and there was still more bread to share. Afterward, Jesus went away 
to steal some time alone. So what do we get from this passage? Jesus was called upon over and over because people saw and experienced in him the power of God. In his feeding the multitudes, Jesus demonstrated that God works with the resources that we cannot see or perceive in any way. He facilitated the sharing of bread and fish for any and for all on that hillside. He did this by seeking God's guidance and by leading his disciples in the task of feeding all who were hungry. Being sought after as he was, carrying the weight of knowing the will and work of his Father in heaven, it took its toll. He knew that retreating from the front lines of life and ministry was necessary in order for him to maintain his mantle of responsibility. He regularly sought out times and places to go be alone, to reconnect with God, to worship, to replenish his spirit, to receive from God in order to give. So now what? We're not anyone's savior, but we are surely bearers of the light and love of God. From time to time, we are called upon to give to others what we have received from God. It may be a word of encouragement, a pat on the back. It may be offering a prayer, guiding someone in learning something in God's word, or simply being present with someone in need of community and care. We cannot fulfill these tasks without our own times with our Creator, where we are filled by God's Spirit, where we are renewed and restored. We cannot give and give and give without taking care to replenish ourselves in between. Jesus shows us this pattern of living and bids us to follow him in service and in worship. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or SoundCloud. Look in the description for details. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday for another episode of Why Church.